Hello, my name is Rose Cortine, and you're listening to the Talking Teenage Life podcast. Do you often feel unsure what direction your life is going in? Does the career advice at school lack the guidance you need? Are you feeling apprehensive about making choices that could impact your future? This fourth series of Talking Teenage Life will lead you to answering seven simple questions that will help create your future. So welcome back to the fourth series of Talking Teenage Life. I can't believe that we've already made it to a fourth series. If you've been here since series one, then thank you for your constant support. It's really meant a lot. And we hope that you enjoy this series as much as you've enjoyed the others. This series is going to be a bit different as I'm working with someone else on the podcast. So, welcome Trevor. Hi Rose, good to see you again. Now, those of you who have been here since the start will might remember Trevor as I interviewed him on Series 2 of the podcast. I'm really happy that we can come back together to work on this new project. And if you haven't listened to the original podcast with Trevor, then I'd really recommend it as you'd get to know Trevor better. But here's a quick summary. Trevor is an author and has recently written a new book called Becoming Mandela. This book is all about being intentional about the legacy you're leaving behind and the lessons we can learn from Mandela so that we can become the best version of ourselves. Trevor, can you explain if this book, like what this book is about and whether or not you think it can link to this new podcast series? Yes, sure. Well, I I definitely, first of all, it definitely links to this series that we're going to do together. So the, the idea of the book Becoming Mandela was I was looking at someone like Mandela and just thinking we need more Mandelas in the world right now. And, uh, you know, as we've grown up with Mandela, we saw this man with all these different characteristics that we admired. You know, he was courageous. He was inspiring. He was wise. He was a great leader. So we saw all these things. Uh, and it's very easy to look at someone famous and think, oh, I could never be like that. But as I looked at his life more and more, I and I looked at all these kind of characteristics of him, I thought, well, you can learn those things. Yeah. You can actually learn to be inspiring. You can learn to be courageous. You can learn to be wise. And and the Mandela that we knew at the end of his life is not the Mandela when he was younger. He became Mandela. He grew into this person. So I thought, well, it's true of all of us, aren't we? We're all becoming someone. Who are we becoming? So what would it mean for us to become our own unique version of Mandela? So obviously, we're not going to become Mandela. He was a unique person in his context. But we can all take those characteristics that we admire and become our own unique version of Mandela. So that's what the book sets out to do. And there's a great podcast that goes with it, yeah. um, chapter by chapter. Um, but I think in terms of this podcast that we're going to go, do together, it's it's all about who, you be, who you're becoming, which direction is your life going to go in. Yeah, and all about our future. Yes. So the, some of the characteristics you mentioned there, would you'd want them if you were going to become a good elder. And Mandela is an example of someone who was a really good elder and was really inspiring to other people. But 
normally when you think of a good elder, you just think of you have to be an adult. So would this book just be aimed for adults or do you think teens and young people can find a lot of uh, help and they can create the habits learning from the book? Yes, I mean, the answer to that is a definite yes. So um, kind of to answer the question really, so the, the book and the podcast I hope will be helpful to anybody. Um, there's a guy called Simon Sinek who talks a lot about different things around leadership and he says, I can't believe that people wait until they're 70 years old to start talking about what their legacy would be. He said, we should be talking about it by the time we're 20. And that's my view is, look, when you start saying, what am I going to do? What am I going to become? We often just focus on the job or the career rather than who, who do you want to be? Because who you become is actually going to be more important than what you do. So definitely the book will help with that. But the good news is that out of all the work that I did on the book, I created another thing called the Youth Compass Project, which you can, it's for free, it's online learning. So it's um, www.youthcompassproject.com. And um, basically I take all those attributes of Mandela and more and and have created this online learning platform for young people specifically to really start investing in their own futures of who they are becoming. Yeah. So now let's start talking about this new podcast series. I'm really excited because I think that this podcast series is so completely different to the other series that I've done and I'm sure that everyone will be able to take, even if it's just a little something, they'll be able to take something and learn something from it. So you came up with this idea, Trevor, and you proposed it to me. So how would you sum up what we'll be chatting about over the next few episodes? Well, it started, I was walking with my wife across the fields and we were talking about the uh, son of a friend of ours who was struggling with what's he going to do with his life? He didn't know what he wants to do, didn't know what kind of job or career or anything really, and was really struggling. And um, so Jane, my wife, said to me, well, well, what would you say to him? You know, what would you do? And I said, well, I wouldn't say anything. I said, I would I would just ask him a series of questions. She said, well, well, what were the questions? So I started saying, well, I would ask him about this and this. And the more I talked about it, I thought, do you know what? I wish someone had asked me those questions when I was this boy's age, because um, I didn't have anyone. So there's two sides of where the idea came from is actually, could we create a podcast (laughs) that would be the kind of podcast that I would have loved to have heard when I was 16, 17, whatever, Um, as well as how how do you answer this friend's son's questions for their life? So that's that's where it came from. And I was thinking about, wow, this could be a great podcast. And I thought, ah, Rose. Rose is the person to work with on this. Yeah. So what are those questions that you came up with? So the seven questions that I think we can work with over the coming weeks. And I'll just highlight the questions. Yeah. And then we'll go through them in detail, obviously. So question one is what I call the energy question is, what do you love? And then question two is what I call the heart question is what do you want to change in the world? Question three is what I'm calling the achievement question, which is, what am I actually good at? Question four, I've called the desire question, is what do I want to do? 
Question five, I'm calling the motivation question. It's, why do I want to do it? Question six is the focus question is, what three areas must I focus on to actually start moving in the direction that I want to? And then the last question, question seven, I'm calling the reality question, which is, so where am I at right now? What am I going to do? Yeah. So they're the seven questions that we can look at in the coming weeks. Obviously, all those questions, they're going to have completely different answers. So for looking at them as a whole, what do you think are the main like tools or the skills that are needed for us to be able to navigate or know what to do or where to go with our lives and careers? Well, I think if I look at what sits under all of this, it's a kind of first part answer to your question is, I want to start with what's missing, what we don't have. You know, some people do get good careers guidance, but often it's quite limited, as in, you know, even with great teachers, they don't have much time for you personally. So, you know, my desire, even for this podcast, is how do we help young people give themselves what they would love an adult to give them, but may or may not do? So how how do you learn to give yourself the help that you want because you can do that and you can either do it by answering the questions yourself or you can do it by working with friends and and talking about the questions together uh, and I would say as we go through this I'd encourage everyone to just get a notebook just get a cheap one from WH Smith's or Tesco's or whatever real cheap thing but um, because over the weeks we are just going to dig deep into you and we're not going to be writing an essay about you but we're going to be coming in lots of thoughts and ideas and you want a place where you can just dump everything. So have that ready, I think, uh, as you do that. So what do I hope that this will give us in terms of what we need? All of us are like an acorn when we're born. Now, an acorn has within it the destiny of an oak tree. So when each of us are born, we're all unique. So imagine everyone is born as, a, as kind of their own acorn. What's the oak tree they're going to become? So everyone is this like acorn seed with amazing potential. And and who you are going to become is going to always be more important than what you do. I could show you any area of life and show you that your ultimate success will not be your skill or the job title that you get. It will be who you are. So um, how can we help people? as they start looking at their careers to focus on who they want to be. The second thing is we need someone who will see us. I could almost write another book about this, is the power of having someone who truly sees you. The famous poet um, David White, 14 years old, when he was 14 years old, his teacher looked at a poem that he'd written and he said, David, he said, you can really be a poet. I mean, really serious poet. And of course, that changed his life. It's like, here's someone who saw him. I've got another friend who is a brilliant artist who showed some of her art to one of her tutors and the tutor went, oh, don't ever bother to take up art. And they gave up art for like 10, 20 years before they picked it up again. And they are truly brilliant at what they do. So I think here's a good case of we need to be seen by someone And if we don't have someone to see us, then we can see ourselves. 
become like a mirror to ourselves. And the clues are there. You know, I was listening to someone the other day and we were talking a little bit about this whole idea of what you and I are going to be talking about in the podcast. And they were kind of saying, oh, well, I, I never knew what I wanted to do. And, you know, how do you know at 15 or 16 or 17? And, you know, how I didn't know anything. And I said, I think you did. You see, I think the clues are there from quite a young age, but we're not trained to look at the clues. We dismiss them. We don't pay attention to them. So I'm hoping in this podcast we can learn to start paying attention to the clues you already do have. Now, obviously, as you grow older, you're going to get more and more and more information about yourself that will shape your future. But you've already got enough clues to to make a good start on answering that question. And the last thing I'd say is I hope we're going to leave people with what I call a compass as opposed to a map. A map is something that's like it's clearly drawn out. You can see this line goes there and that road goes there and it's really clear. Well, life isn't like that. You know, you try and go for this job and it doesn't work out. If you're following the idea of a map, then you go, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But with a compass, it always sets the overall direction. It's always pointing in true north. Wherever you are, doesn't matter whether it's raining, snowing, thundering, whatever's going on, the compass will always point you towards north. Now, if we can find your true north as who you are, as a unique individual, then you can hold that internal compass up to every life decision that you make. So let's say you failed a load of exams. Hold up the compass. What do I do now? Where do I go next? So these are the kind of things I hope we can really answer and and leave people with over the weeks ahead. Yeah. So you mentioned that some people, quite a lot of people, when they are a young teen, as you mentioned, like 15, 16, making their choice for A-level, and it feels like they're just, if they have no idea what to do, they can seem really, really lost. What do you think is the main thing that people struggle with, or like why why they struggle to know what they want to do. I don't think we're taught, to be honest, Rose. I don't think I don't think we're taught. I mean, there's a whole process in education. So you go to primary school and that's fine. Then you go to secondary school. By 13, 14, you're asked to choose from anything that's available in the world and narrow it down to, I don't know, eight different things. And then by 15, 16, you're asked to narrow it down to three or four things. And... Um, So we're asked to choose subjects based on what you might want to become, but no one's helping you to work out who you are and and how you might shape who you become. So I think think the absence of what I would call good career guidance from the beginning of school that helps you understand who you are, who you're becoming, what life offers, what the kind of directions you could go in, I think that's, that's missing. Um, so I think having that kind of guidance, and I hope we can give some of that guidance, having a good teacher or mentor who does that. And I would say to people who don't have someone who's a good teacher or mentor, if you see someone, whether they're a teacher or not a teacher, but you think they seem to be a person who kind of likes me, and I think they seem quite wise in some respect, I would go and ask them. Because what I've noticed is 
that a lot of adults lack the confidence to offer their wisdom to young people. It's not that they have it. They've, they lack the confidence thinking, oh, they won't be interested. They'll just laugh at me or dismiss me. And, you know, so they don't put themselves forward. And the people that have most helped me in my life, I've actually gone and asked them, to be honest. I've gone and said, please, can I have this conversation? So I think there are a couple of the things. Well, yeah. So right now, across the country, we almost have total employment and the economy is inflating and we're just coming out of a global pandemic. I mean, now more than ever, it seems as if it's going to be even harder for teens and young people to get a job and let alone a job that they will actually enjoy or really want to do. Do you think that it is possible still now to be able to choose our career path or is it just as difficult a time as any like 20, 30 years ago? Yeah, it's a good question, Rose, and I don't really know the answer to it other than I think it's always been difficult. It, at one level, as I look back to when I was having to kind of work out what to do and look now, there's more choice than there ever was because we've got much more understanding of options than we ever had and I have to say having worked a lot in very poor countries is you know we've we've got even more choice than other people and uh, even in kind of wealthy middle-class Indian cultures you know I've worked with people who said my parents told me either you become a doctor or you become an engineer that's it there is no more conversation and um so they had their own restrictions. I was listening to a lady yesterday who's become a really brilliant filmmaker, but her dad was um, an architect and he insisted that she go to university and study architecture. So in respect to him, she did. But as soon as she got the degree, she went off and became a filmmaker. Um, what, what I would like us to look at more is less about the career and more about your life. You see, sometimes, let, let me try and give you an example. You might decide, I'm going to take a certain kind of job and a certain kind of career because it won't take up too much of my time because what I really want to do doesn't pay any money. What I really want to do, let's say I want to be a writer. It's not going to pay me any money for years. So I am going to train and... Um, I'm going to say become a teacher, but I'm just also aware that teachers during term time work phenomenally long hours. But just, you know, I might choose a job that gives me more freedom at some point, lower salary, but my overall joy in life is higher because I'm doing what I really want to do. So um, someone once said to me, they called it the missionary and the mercenary, that bit of you that needs to earn money and that other bit of you that wants to really go and kind of do something, something else. And, um, you know, there's a whole generation of young people now that are practicing something that's called earning to give. So their story is when they go to university, they're not looking at a career. They're looking at how can I make a difference in the world? I can make the biggest difference by earning the most amount of money to give away. So, they choose what they study at university and the job they get based on how much money they can earn because their big mission in life is to give it all away. So the wealthiest 30-year-old 
billionaire in the world gives away all of his income. Billions. Yeah. All right. Because he's taken a bigger picture of his life. So I want to encourage us as we engage on these questions, not to just get stuck on, oh, do I do that job or not do that job? It's what's this life? Who am I becoming? Coming back to the Mandela thing. What's this life I want to live? And what shape would my working world take within that? So it's almost like looking at where you want to be before looking at how you get there. Yes, that's right. And to me, that's the other thing that's lacking in our teenage education system is we don't teach leadership. One of the fundamental principles of leadership is you always begin with the end in your mind. So work out where you want to get to. What's the vision that you want to create of who you want to become? Start with that. Once you've got that beginning of that vision, then you can start working out how to get there. So, yeah, it's a basic kind of leadership 101. Begin with the end in mind. Yeah. So as we come to a close of the introduction to this new podcast series, how would you sum up what this podcast series why it's such an important thing or what are your hopes for the impact that it'll bring to teens and young people heading out into the rest of their life so my my deepest conviction which has pretty well shaped everything i've done with my life is a belief in a people's amazing potential so i look at young people as I said, like acorns, I think, wow, this is amazing. We, we have no idea what, what they're going to become, but I know that people's potential is far more than they imagine it can be, far, far more. So I want this podcast to open our eyes, people's eyes and hearts to the excitement and the hope of who they can become in the world. Because my other second conviction is, you know, we're not on the planet for ourselves. Because if you're on the planet for yourselves, you end up living a smaller life. A life focused just on yourself makes you smaller, not bigger. If you hook your life up to something bigger, a bigger vision, a bigger meaning, other people, other issues going on in the world, and we'll talk about this over the weeks is what that does is it enlarges you it makes you bigger in terms of how you can invest in doing just something to um, to shift the world in a better direction so that's kind of my my big hope and my my tangible hope is that people go away feeling confident to sit down with themselves and ask the seven questions or sit down with their friends and say, let's talk about these questions week by week and let's help each other to have that conversation. Yeah. Well, really hope that over the next few episodes, you will be able to find the time to think about these questions yourself and, like Trevor was saying, create your future with the end in mind. So join us next time for when we discuss the first question on what do I love? We hope you have enjoyed this episode and are able to take something useful from our conversations.
Thank you for being a part of Talking Teenage Life and make sure to follow our socials. See you next time.